It's time to get fired up for an episode of Firing Up Faith and Family, where we encourage you to fan the flame of your faith and the love for your family. Welcome to another episode of Firing Up Faith and Family. I am Steph, and I am here with Christine. Hey, everyone. And we are starting a new season here. Uh, we are going to go over parenting insights uh, that we get from the Bible. So we want to share them with you. Of course, we're learning a whole bunch of stuff ourselves along the way. In fact, today we're going to talk about a Jacobed. And uh, and this is somebody that is not, you may not even know who she was because I didn't. Uh, when Christine kind of pulled up a bunch of lists, I'm like, <laughs> who is that? And she's more more commonly known as Moses's mother. So we are just going to pull a couple things from that, uh, from, so that little bit of, the, the little bit of talk we get from her in Exodus, and we're going to share some of the things that we've come up and we hope you'll share some of the stuff that you have, um, come up about, uh, what we can learn from this, uh, very sm- shortly talked about character in the Bible. So let's go right on first to, you know what, I'm just going to actually talk about, um, the Jacobed story. So talk about really what, what makes her a little bit special and how she made our list. Uh, so being Moses's mother, so just to go quickly over the story. So this was a time when the Hebrews were in Egypt and after they were a lot more oppressed, put into slavery, because uh, they did have some, some good years there. Uh, the Hebrew were really favored by the Pharaoh. Pharaoh changed. And so, of course, he thought the Hebrews were getting quite plentiful. And he put out a, a ruling. He put out a, a law, I guess you'd call it, um, to say that all the Hebrew boys would have to be killed. So any new boys born, they would need to be killed, which is a pretty horrid thing to be facing as a parent mm-hmm. right there. So Jacobed uh, did not have her son killed, Moses. Um, in fact, what she did was put Moses in a basket. As we read in scripture, she actually like um, plastered it with tar so that it would be waterproof. She put it in, a, in Moses in a basket and just gave that basket a nice little push uh, over to where, I believe it was the Pharaoh's daughter, Christine? Just Yes. Yep. She was right? bathing um, in the river and... The basket just headed right for her, and she—that yeah. was the beginning of that story. Uh huh. And so, of course, Moses then went on to. Uh, there, I should actually add that little point too, where Miriam, her daughter, went and and so actually, Jacobed was a wet nurse for her own for her own child. She went and um, she actually uh, nursed him for. It would have been a number of years. And then she gave him back to the Pharaoh's daughter. And, mm-hmm. and he was actually raised then in the Pharaoh palace. house. It's not called the mm-hmm. castle, whatever. <laughs> the palace, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. The palace. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of one of the first things we get from here um, is about doing, doing what's right for your family. Now, both Christine and I are homeschooling moms, and it's not an easy decision to make for mm-hmm. uh, homeschooling. I shouldn't say, you know, in a, actually in some ways it was an easy decision to make, but it's not easy to f- continue to follow through with that. Follow through, yeah. 
decision. Uh, I was pretty convicted that as soon as my boys were born, that they were going to be um, educated at home. They weren't going to be educated in that public school system. And, uh, and for me, um, definitely at home was the only other option. Like pri- pri- the cost of private school, let's say, was prohibitive for, yeah. for that option. <laughs> Although, I mean, now I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even do that. I just, I find them being nurtured and me continuing to raise them is still much better. Um, So, so we see this and actually this is what uh, really we can get from Jacobet overall that she really trusted in God. And that's exactly what we need to do as parents in so many of our roles. We're not likely, most of us are not likely to have such a tough, um, decision to make as what Jacobed did uh, mm-hmm. had back then as far as giving up her her child and um, but we can apply that to our lives really in so many ways we need to make um, decisions that uh, in some ways they actually may not seem right for our family but what we need to do first and foremost is trust God trust God that he has a plan especially if we've prayed on that, if we've looked for guidance from other believers, right? We're looking, mm-hmm. we're reading God's word and it's just one of those ways to be really faithful. And I actually, Christine, you share that because you kind of shared that. This is kind of our last point we kind of we kind of talked about before we just uh, hit record here, but it was, uh, it, I, I find that really profound and I'm going to think on it later. Like at that time, you know, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have anything written down. But yet the Jacobed went on really just the faithfulness of ancestor stories, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, we, we were doing some, you know, making our list of uh, the scriptures that we, we always love to share with you um, because that's what we need to stand and base our lives on. Um, that's what we believe anyway. But it was very interesting to see. I was actually looking for, you know, a scripture somewhere in the first few um, books of the Bible, because they were all written, you know, by the same person. But there was, there was nothing listed in terms of, you know, trusting God and, you know, having faith in God, because he's going to take care of you type of thing. There was nothing until, you know, Psalms or, or then Isaiah, and then everything else was in the New Testament. And it, it was very interesting. I was like, so this woman and all of the generations before her really relied on the actual testimonies of their forefathers. So we're, we're talking about Abraham and, and mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, God was communicating, you know, not through prophets. They didn't have prophets before mm-hmm. um, that time as well. So this was moments where god spoke directly to people so we're talking about abraham we're talking about noah we're talking about um jacob and so that was all they had to go just conversations with god and what they did what he did for the people and and just you know i think when you think about that kind of faith i mean we've got We've got we we've got a whole sixty six books, yes. in one book of stories and promises and and all kinds of uh, points like, that we can mm-hmm. use to build our faith. I mean, they didn't have all that, and to have such faith that you're going to put your child in a, 
basket and send this child down a river. And I've read stories about the Nile. The Nile was very temperamental. So like it could be calm at one point. It could not be calm at one point. So, I mean, that's faith because Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, I'm not so sure I could put my son or either of my sons in a basket and just, okay, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I never, she never knew. She didn't know. She didn't know that she'd see him again. She, it's not like there was any message given to her, at least that we're we're given in, in scripture anyway, or history there's no message that she was given there's no angels that came to see yeah, her there's no, exactly right? she just had to trust that there was a greater plan and i think there was something maybe that she felt in her and there actually we kind of have a, a i'm gonna maybe jump ahead to a point here but there sure. was that um well actually it's really our second line of uh our scriptures here that they saw moses as beautiful so it actually really says in scripture, when, when Moses was born, that she saw he was a fine child is one, is one interpretation is one mm-hmm. um, ver- version of scripture that it said a fine child. And right. Like I think it saw something. I mean, I, you know, I would say that God had that planned as soon as that child was conceived to be the deliverer of, of his Hebrew people out of Egypt, or, or at least to be that, that human that was helping them get out, out of, uh, out of slavery and, mm-hmm. and out of Egypt. Um, and it's like to really, uh, put that trust when you don't know the future and, and not have so many stories because sometimes for our difficult decisions, um, I shouldn't say sometimes we can actually always go to the Bible and we can almost find something no matter what the situation is that we can kind of hear God. I mean, we've got the Holy spirit living inside of us. So we really, mm-hmm. we've got that direction that if we really focus on that, we can use the Bible and all those words and all that scripture in the Bible for God to talk to us. Mm-hmm. And she certainly didn't have that then, but as far as parenting insights today, we get, we get to be able to take from that, right. That, yeah. um, uh, you know, that we, we can, and, and also knowing what's, what's right. Like she's so much, she was very, very firm in knowing that, that killing, killing a child was not right. And, and I think there probably were many people at that time. We don't really hear of anybody else. Uh, but I also believe that there would have been many people who just did that, that they would have been, they would have been killed otherwise themselves. Right. And that's yeah. what Jacobed had, Jacobed had to deal with as well. She sacrificed the, the, if she got found out, she definitely would have been killed in that situation. And there were many parents that would have made that decision to, they, they were afraid, right. Mm-hmm. They were, they yeah. were, they would have been afraid to not do what the Pharaoh had put out <laughs> saying had to be done. Mm-hmm. It's true. And the fact that, you know, we were mentioning that that verse and it was it was actually repeated um, throughout the scripture. So in Exodus 2 and in Hebrews 11, you'll find scripture that that reiterates the fact that they noticed that he was special. So they they use the words fine or or beautiful, but there was something Mm -hmm. about his countenance that set him apart. And 
they knew that he had a purpose and a calling. And so that for us parents, I mean, we need to look at praying for God to reveal these, the purpose and calling of, of our children. And just because mm-hmm. they're children doesn't mean that they already have something destined for them. Um, and so we want to be made aware so that we can, as we are raising our children, that we're, we're you know, helping along that plan, right? How, how great mm-hmm. is that to contribute? I mean, if Jacobet only knew that she's nursing this child, and he's going to be the deliverer of the people. I mean, how great would that be to know that, okay, I am. So uh, another example, Mary did know. Yeah. And we'll talk about her another time, but that's the (laughs) example of knowing she had the privilege of knowing the purpose of her child. Mm -hmm. And so when, when we know, or even have some sort of direction then we can yeah. help guide and direct our children on in the path that they should go. So mm-hmm. I just think for us parents, it just makes parenting more meaningful that way when you you can be specific in, in training, training up your child the way that he should go. That's what um, Proverbs says. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our prayer, right? You want the best for your child. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, that purpose and calling for our children. Right. And, you know, and, and kind of seeing, seeing that vision for them is really, is really something that we need God's help for because it's true. Um, it really is our role to direct them. And that's actually, I mean, I think that's, we, we need to have trust in God in so many different, different areas of our life. And it just, it really, it really makes life easier. Let me put it this way. Life is not always easy, but when we put trust in God and when we stand on his promises, when we have that firm foundation that we live from, we can, for one thing, we pass that on to our kids because our kids know a lot more or learn a lot more from us by what they see us doing than, than what we tell them. But we're also really able to um, know that God has a plan for them, right? No, it may not be the great, uh, great plan specifically that, that Moses had, and it may not even be, um, something that's going to affect a whole lot of people, but it is guaranteed that every single creation of God, there is a plan for it. He does have a purpose and a calling for each of us. And, and it's talked about, um, several times, definitely through the the new Testament, as far as that we've been given spiritual gifts, that we have been given talents and skills, right? There's so many different verses that we can stand on just for that promise. So as parents, it truly is our, our most important job to direct those kids in that, in that way. And it's not, it's not an easy job to find out what that, what that is or what experiences to give them and what ways to give them direction in, because I mean, Kids certainly don't know. Uh, I of course, say, certainly don't know. But it it is harder for that adolescent mind to think that far in the future. Mm-hmm. So, what can we do for them at this point in their lives to get them prepared for the future that we don't really know about? But mm-hmm. there are indications, right? We can even see that between one child and another. Like they, are, we could be raising them 
really completely the same or very similar as, mm-hmm. as often happens in a household, right? You raise our kids <laughs> it's the true. Same, but they are it's completely true. different often in personality from, from one child, child to the next, right? They can, they can be very different and what they seem to value and, and the way that they act, whether it be just like manners or work ethics, some of them take that on, you know, uh, almost like it's instinctual others, they need real steady training to get that kind of work ethic. So, I mean, there's just so many different things that we can uh, look at in our children's lives and, and pray on, right? Pray on to get that direction on what God has planned for them. Um, mm-hmm. Because we don't want to miss that really, uh, well, we don't want to miss anything for, for what God has planned for our kids, really. But we yeah. don't want to miss that opportunity for greatness for them. Um, exactly. And, we're just setting them up for, um, for all good things. If we, if we put that into them, that they are, and even just simply saying that to them, you know what, you have a purpose and a calling, like God has created you for something specific. And if you don't do that thing or several things, it's not like it's just one single thing and you got that figured out and you've got it figured out your whole life. Right. But, um, you know, what, whatever, whatever all that is that God has planned for, uh, all of his children, all of his creation, um, we want to be able to have our kids understand that there is a special job just for them. And it's, and it's indicated by what they're, you know, what they have interests in. It's indicated by the things that they do well. It's indicated by the values they have, like what they, you know, just what they find is important in a day. So, um, so many different things to look at to help our mm-hmm. kids with that purpose and calling. It's true. For their lives. Yeah. And you've got, um, you've added this verse, Galatians 6, 9 to 10. And it's encouraging for moms. I mean, especially for Jacobet. I mean, if she had, <laughs> I'm sure there were times when she felt weary. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. read it for you. It says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so, and this is the, I think the cry of the Hebrew people too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a bit about, you know, their faith already from, from just the stories of their ancestors and to keep the faith and, mm-hmm. and hope in that, you know, deliverance from evil. When you think about that kind of faith, I mean, they were beaten, they were worked to the bone, some died, they had to yeah. watch their their friends and family die um, through, through many of these years mm-hmm. of, of slavery and still to have that hope and faith in God. And, you know... I think if they had given up on that, if they'd become weary in their faith, I mean, who's to tell that, you know, Moses would have been born in the way that he was, his life would have worked out that way so that he could be positioned to be that leader to lead them out of Egypt. I mean, Mm -hmm. don't discount your faith. I mean, faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. Yes, And so you know, whatever situation you're in with your kids, I mean, this, 
if you have that little bit of faith, uh, it means it, it'll mean the world. Mm-hmm. And that whole reaping a harvest, I mean, that often comes up in parenting. Yes. <laughs> parenting <laughs> insights, right? And it, because it, it really is like we're sowing those seeds That's in right. our kids really every day. And, and I will be the first to admit that sometimes I am sowing the wrong seeds um, <laughs> for sure. But yeah. thankfully, God gives us grace as well. And, and, you know, so we, we all make mistakes, but what's important is, okay, so once in a while, I may be sowing the wrong seeds, and I'm going to replant and, and do better. But um, if I can just sow those seeds, and certainly that purpose and calling in their, in their lives is one that is so strong on my heart, just for everybody, but definitely as a parent, like I just want to set them up for doing what God's planned for them because their life is just going to be so much happier. Their life as, as an adult. And, and, you know, I have, I have two boys, so their, their, their life as, as husbands and fathers and all that Mm -hmm, is just mm -hmm. going to be so much more blessed because of what I do, because of what me, me and his dad does, right. As, as parents, we are the ones leading them and we want them set up for something greater, certainly something greater than what I had. And it kind of, it does seem to be, and it's not that I had a bad childhood at all, but (laughs) I did not have a Christian upbringing. I didn't have that instilled in me that, Hey, you are created for something special. Mm -hmm. And special is it doesn't have to be a great big wonderful of like delivering a lot of people yeah we're we all can't be the deliverer that's for sure (laughs) Um, but it is uh they are blessed with skills they are blessed Mm. with certain things for a reason and they all have to be developed and that's really what we're doing now with our kids um as they're in those raising up ages right those you know we've got them for uh, a couple of decades of really raising them of really having a big influence on their lives. And we do have that influence. You know, we're always parents, no matter what age your kids are, but we don't have that same influence. So we need to really um, have that time that we have now with them and make those decisions that are just going to help them get to be what God has created them to be, because that's going to be the good life. Um, It's not, Mm. it's not an easy life because life just isn't easy. That's, we live in this, in this world. And, and, and it's not that we're looking for easy because it's not really available. It doesn't exist, um, (laughs) uh but we can certainly be, you know, my favorite first. And I repeat this so often, I've actually really had to repeat it to my older son a little bit uh, more, more recently, but just to be content in every situation. Mm. Right. And I, and I haven't got this nailed down, like, like that I'm perfect at it, but it's a verse that is constantly coming to my mind that we be content in every situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because and and definitely this one actually comes up for me a lot too. Don't grow weary of in, in doing good, like just continue to do the good things, even if it seems like the good things you're doing is not having an effect, you will see down the road, especially when it comes to parenting, you will see down the road that in doing good, even if it doesn't seem like it's appreciated, that it will produce a real bountiful harvest. It'll, it'll produce kids that are, that are, that are following God's ways. And just, if you're doing life God's ways, it's, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I hope you're encouraged by all of this. Um, 
as as parents that you know your role is not insignificant in no way parenting is a big responsibility and especially in god's eyes and mm-hmm. you have been gifted with the task of training and raising up future well leaders future whatever mm-hmm. god has for them and so just pray about that and and continue just keep sowing those seeds because it's not in vain so if you have any encouraging words to share with us we invite you to go to firingupfaithandfamily.net and continue the conversation mm-hmm. with us we you Steph and I can keep talking about all of this all day long <laughs> if, <laughs> we if we were if we were allowed to mm-hmm. um so we we love to chat we would love to carry the conversation on so definitely at any time mm-hmm. you're listening to this you know pop us a message um and let us know what your thoughts are and maybe you've got something to encourage us with and we are certainly open to that as well and you can also find all of the the scriptures and notes uh for for each each episode for whichever episode you're looking at on there as well so Mm -hmm. thank you for joining us and we will talk to you again soon and don't forget to subscribe